Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. On the first of this month, boxing enthusiasts the world over lost their minds when the 22-0 heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua, was TKO'd in the seventh round by Andy Ruiz Jr. Vegas had Joshua as a minus 3,500 favorite, and most fans would have probably said that was a bit too close. Of course, in reality, Ruiz was a more than capable 32-1 world-class boxer with 22 knockouts. The reason the internet absolutely lost their minds over the fight isn't simply because of the upset. There have been bigger. Thousands on social media were collectively dumbstruck because Ruiz looks like he maybe used to work out, but it's been at least five years, and Anthony Joshua looks like he should have comic books written about him. The stark contrast between the two body types was by a large margin the biggest conversation being had after the fight. How in the world could that guy beat that guy? Well, apparently most people haven't been paying attention. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and this is a brief history of excellent out-of-shape fighters. While Andy Ruiz is the talk of the out-of-shape fighter town today, he is certainly not the first. Now, I should preface this. When I say out-of-shape, that is very much in quotations here. Every single person I'm going to list today is in great shape. In fact, I would venture to guess that there's not a single fighter mentioned in this video who couldn't run circles around the vast majority of people viewing it right now. This is not about fighters being quote-unquote out-of-shape. This is about perception. This is about the public's inability to distinguish the build of a body and its ability in combat sports. So when I say out of shape here, I'm in no way implying that any of these fighters are actually out of shape or are in any way lesser than their opponents. In fact, the entire point of this piece is to counter that claim. So keep that in mind as we move forward. When I say out of shape, I simply mean that their body doesn't look like what would be expected of a traditional fighter. It's actually amazing that people are still so shocked when fighters who look out of shape are successful because there are just so many examples. To continue my brief departure from MMA for just a bit longer, boxing literally has a guy who is one of their biggest stars right now in Tyson Fury who looks like someone you'd run into at a pub. Does that look like a fighter's body? Clearly not. And how quickly we forget Butterbean in the late 90s and early 2000s. Remember in the Sydney Olympics when Russia had the greatest heavyweight wrestler in the history of human existence that looked like he was built in a lab and based on what we know about the Russian Olympic teams, possibly was, and then he was defeated by Rulon Gardner after being unbeaten since 1988. Fun side note, Rulon Gardner fought Yoshida in pride in his only pro MMA bout and won. Okay, so I have three or four examples from boxing and wrestling. What about the world of mixed martial arts? After all, this channel is called MMA On Point. I'm sure you've already written it in the comments. Hell, they might even be in the thumbnail, but arguably the two greatest heavyweights of all time in mixed martial arts are Fedor Emelianenko and Daniel Cormier, two guys who aren't going to be winning a Mr. Olympia anytime in the near future. Both have been massively effective in a division that is full of absolute monsters, despite being a bit undersized when it comes to weight and certainly when it comes to height. You want to make the argument that Cain Velasquez is the greatest heavyweight of all time? Great, because that just further illustrates my point. Three of the best to ever do it and they all three wouldn't catch your eye as some sort of world-class athlete if they walked into a room. Having bodies that aren't ripped up has in no way affected these three fighters. All of the traditionally negative connotations to having a bit of excess body weight or the general stigma that comes with having a body type like these three simply do not apply in any way, shape, or form. How many times have you questioned the cardio of Fedor, Kane, or Cormier? Okay, we joke about sea level Kane, but minus a single fight a mile into the sky, Velasquez's nickname was Cardio Kane. What about speed? Fedor is one of the most dynamic 
dynamic and explosive heavyweights of all time, and we are fully aware of the power these three top heavyweights have. Any negative you might come up with for the build that these fighters have has been consistently proven by all three to simply not be the case whatsoever. Okay, so three examples, but they really just are the exceptions that prove the rule, right? No. Absolutely not. Let's start with the heavyweight division, as that's where you're most likely to see fighters that have a few more pounds on them and would expect to see more body types that don't fit the traditional athletic mold. Everyone's favorite knockout artist Mark Hunt has never had a six-pack, but he's got a win over Crow Cop and Pride, eight UFC wins, and even fought for an interim heavyweight championship against Fabricio Verdum, another fighter who doesn't exactly have a beach bod, but has been incredibly successful. Remember the good old days of the mid-2000s when UFC heavyweight champion Tim Sylvia was wrecking the super-jacked Andre Arlovsky? Roy Nelson is well known for his gut, even walking out to I'm Fat by Weird Al, and while he has struggled in his late career, he was the IFL champion before winning the Ultimate Fighter and then going on to score eight wins in the UFC against freaky freaks like Czech Congo. The two-time NCAA national champion and actual polar bear Cole Conrad came into MMA like a wrecking ball in the early aughts, went on a 9-0 run, became the first ever Bellator heavyweight champion, and then retired to become a commodities broker. Josh Barnett, one of my favorite all-time how-did-this-happen wins, average Joe Mike Russo KOing Todd Duffy, a guy who looked like an exaggeration of a human you might draw as a child because you're not good at drawing. Dan Severn might have looked like your uncle, but he has 101 professional MMA wins, two UFC tournament wins, and is in the Hall of Fame. Okay, okay, so the point is pretty clear, but so far everyone you've named Tommy are in the heavyweight division. Of course they're going to be a bit bigger and look a little more out of shape. It's the only division this concept applies to. Wrong! To look out of shape in the fight world doesn't mean that you look overweight. Some fighters just look like average people, and that fits right into our argument, especially when you have so many fighters in the UFC right now that look like they belong in a Dragon Ball Z episode. Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw, Conor McGregor, Tyron Woodley, Yoel Romero, Brock frickin' Lesnar. The list of absolute super freaks is a lot longer than the average-looking fighters, but time and time again, normal-looking guys are taking it to the rest of the roster. How often during Chuck Liddell's career did people make jokes about his physique, the beer gut. That didn't in any way stop the Iceman from being one of the most dominant champions in the history of light heavyweight. BJ Penn, Baby J, again, another fighter who time and time again during his career would even make jokes himself about his plain physique. Two-weight UFC champion, beat guys like Matt Hughes, beat guys like Sean Shirk. Pride legend Sakuraba, the Gracie killer. He looks like some dude you would see at the grocery store rocking flip-flops and socks. Speaking of flip-flops, Ben Askren's body defies explanation. That's the body of a world-class wrestler who is a 19-0 fighter and can crush two watermelons in his grip. He might be a UFC champion in the very near future, and to do so, he's going to have to beat guys like Colby Covington and Kamar Usman, who are shredded like the best pulled pork sandwiches. Everyone's favorite MMA crew, the Scrap Pack, minus Jake. These guys aren't exactly action heroes. Remember when Connor called Nate Diaz like a fat skinny guy, you know, like he's, he's skinny but he's fat at the same time, so. He and his brother Nick have done a number on more than a few legit top fighters over the years, and Gil Melendez was an absolute monster in Strike Force. Uriah Faber may have said that Dominic Cruz has a dad bod, but you might also call Dominic Cruz the greatest bantamweight of all time. Kelvin Gastelum is another fighter who is constantly underestimated because of his physique. Speaking of Kelvin, he just had an all-time classic with Israel Adesanya, a fighter who calls himself skinny often and compares his body to Anderson Silva, who throughout his career has never had an impressive build, but is one of the best to ever step into the cage. Now, I've listed plenty of examples that prove my point, but the perfect example, the example that shows people just never learn, is one of our earliest. Let's go all the way back to the very beginning. UFC 1. 
The general population doesn't know a damn thing about combat sports. And here comes Hoist Gracie, 180 pounds if that, looking quite literally like the most average person in existence. And then out comes Ken Shamrock. The guy's muscles have muscles. He looks like he hasn't eaten a carbohydrate since he was in kindergarten. Ken Shamrock has a 19 pack. He is a walking cartoon character. If you ask the average person before the tournament which of these two was going to win, based on physique alone, the vast majority would have chosen Shamrock, and of course, they would have been wrong. Just like they were wrong about Andy Ruiz, just like they were wrong about Daniel Cormier, just like they have always been wrong, because the physique does not make the fighter. Now, that said, does this mean that the best fighters are the least impressive physically? No, that's not the takeaway from this. There are plenty of fighters who look the part and play the part too. GSP is one of the greatest fighters of all time, and he's literally been a character in a superhero movie. Even if you were to argue, well, look at the fighters you just talked about. Fedor, DC, BJ Penn, Chuck Liddell, Anderson Silva, Dominic Cruz. These are all all-time great fighters. How could you not say that their builds are not ideal for fighting? I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying it the other way either. I think the point here is that these types of things don't really matter unless they matter. Your body being shredded on fight night doesn't mean you're going to have a good or bad fight, but if you had a really bad weight cut, and as a byproduct of that you look like you have 1% body fat, then it's that bad weight cut that was affecting the fight, not the look of the body. That was simply something that happened as a byproduct of the circumstances. The same with a fighter who looks to be carrying some extra weight. If their physique is indicative of them taking time off and not training for a fight, it is the fact that they did not train that could negatively affect the outcome of their bout, not that their body looks a certain way. The takeaway from Ruiz's win over Joshua and the amazing careers of all the fighters I've listed today is that the eyeball test is not one that's going to work when it comes to combat sports. That you're going to need to judge a fighter on their abilities and their previous fights, and not who looks the most impressive on weigh-in day. Because if this history lesson has taught us anything, it's that the best bodies don't always win. Now that's not going to stop fans from losing their minds the next time their next door neighbor KOs Dr. Manhattan though, because just like Hoist at UFC 1, just like Ruiz earlier this month, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.